0: Joaquin. He doesn't eat beets.
1: <laughs>
0: Neither you nor Joaquin may marry my daughter
1: and you may not vote. Tonight on, Alpha's back in Pod form. Philip J.
2: Reed. We finally get a barefoot shot and it's out. and yeah. Kate's right there. This is what we're looking for and we're not getting
1: it. Katya Zenana.
0: Uh, this uh, talk was getting too too hot. I had to take off some clothes.
1: And me, Byron Hussey. Presidential fantasy. Enjoy! Hey, everybody, welcome to Alpha's Beck and Podform, episode 37. 37, right? I think it's 37. Hail to the Chief. My name is Byron Hussey, and I am joined today by a very special guest, Philip J. Reed. Good morning. Mr. Noiseless Chatter himself, the original ALF. What would you call yourself with regard to (laughs) ALF? Troll? Regurgitator?
2: Yeah, probably regurgitator.
1: (laughs) We are also joined by another very special guest, Katya Zenina. Hello. All the way from the Red Square. Moscow.
0: that's the only place you can get skype connection right yeah
1: <laughs> is there wi-fi in the red square
0: actually it's fucking up your um signal in the red square really so 3g doesn't work correctly there yeah
1: is that like a kgb thing
0: yeah i think so <laughs>
1: <laughs> like vladimir putin's like sitting on a machine like twisting dials and the wi-fi signal is just, just tanking <laughs>
0: Yeah, probably. Okay, that's how it goes.
1: It's a fun, it's a fun little fantasy.
0: Can I, can I ask, uh, Katya,
2: why did you not interfere with Alf's election?
0: <laughs> How'd you know I didn't?
1: Ooh.
2: Yes, fair point.
1: Spooky. Fair point. Alf, episode season two, episode eleven, I believe. Hail to the chief. Um, I forgot to uh, bring it up on um, the ALF wiki. I usually like to say when it first aired and stuff. Bear with me. ALF wiki. I'm just Googling that. Okay, I'm almost there. Well, A-L- while you
2: Google that, one of the things, and you can now, when you find the answer, you can prove me wrong probably, mm-hmm. but... When I did my very cursory amount of research for reviewing this, I seem to have recalled that it didn't um, it didn't actually air around an election. Like, it wasn't very close. <laughs> Whereas, like, for an Easter episode, it would air, you know, in a week pretty close to Easter, and Christmas airs near Christmas. This one didn't seem to air near any kind of election. Now, tell yeah. me if I was right or wrong.
1: No, you're right. Um, oh, okay. It aired on December 7th, 1987. So, I think that, I mean, the election was a year away. Um, a little less than a year away, so it might have been that there was there was some chatter, um, but it just seemed like to, to this episode was just sort of like a self indulgent, like Paul Fusco. Uh, Let me tell you what I think of politics, in a very <laughs> bland way.
0: I think um, that's just his dream. His dream of uh, getting Alf to the place that he deserves. Mm-hmm. You know.
1: So yeah, December. 7th 1987 um let's see when the what when would that election have occurred probably november 1988 i believe yeah it would have been 88 election 88 yeah in 88 that would have been a
0: bush dukakis yeah bush dukakis do you remember that one katya uh of course
1: do you remember when dukakis (laughs) rode in the tank
0: um. Yeah, like it was yesterday, <laughs> two years prior prior to my birth. Um.
1: Philip, you were around for that one, right?
0: Uh, yeah, and
2: <laughs> I I feel very old at this point. Yeah. Um. What I I remember it, but I only remember it. The tank thing obviously has a life of its own, but I remember mm-hmm. the election itself because that's when I started watching Saturday Night Live, and I remember John Lovitz as um Michael Dukakis, obviously yeah. Dana Carvey as Bush. And that was definitely the first time I ever paid attention to Saturday Night Live.
1: Yeah. It was it was the beginning of a pretty good era of Saturday Night Live. Like it had been pretty crappy through the 80s. Of course I didn't watch it, but like I remember, rem- remembering this in hindsight. Um, right. But then when like Dana Carvey came on, did his Bush thing, you started getting like um, uh, Phil Hartman, a lot of Phil Hartman action. Well, John Lovitz. That's always good. Yeah, I like John Lovitz. I love Lovitz. I was going to make the same joke. I I watched him recently in um, the most recent season of The Celebrity Apprentice, hosted by Arnold Schwarzenegger.
2: What does that have to do with um, presidencies and elections? Not much. Okay, just making sure.
1: Yeah. So hail to the thief um do you guys know this song i mean sorry the hail of the chief sorry i was thinking of the radiohead album <laughs> hail to the thief released in 2005 but hail to the chief do we know this song
0: i do know. i just googled it 20 minutes ago
1: do you want to uh, never... s- sing a little
0: for us no, no. <laughs> but uh, I was surprised to learn that there is like a separate presidential anthem. Um, yeah. It's it's a cool thing to have, I guess. Mhm.
2: Since you googled it, was it written for the express purpose of being a presidential anthem, or was it just adopted as one?
0: Um, I didn't. I didn't read it that deep. Um. It just describes, hmm.
1: It looks like it was uh, I think, derived. I think
0: originally, originally, it, I don't think it was uh, written for the president. I think it, it, it has a long history and then it, it was used.
2: Ah, okay. Yeah I, yeah, I just realized I never actually knew that.
1: Looks like it was derived from something called the Lady of the Lake. Um. Oh, by written by Sir Walter Scott, and then uh someone's supposed to say, "Oh, I thought that was Willard Scott," and then we get go, get a good laugh. Yeah,
0: I'm sure. I'm sure they all dreamed of uh, Alf becoming president. <laughs> uh, yeah, like when they were writing, they were like envisioning the perfect ruler of the country, and they're like, "Yes." This is this is the one we need.
1: Mm-hmm. Simple An answers, simple solutions to complicated problems, right?
0: Yep, yep. Works every guys, time.
1: Would you guys like to hear hail to the the chief?
0: Would For i sure.
1: I'm playing it. Saving fifty percent on these Samsung Galaxy Note Ace from some some fucking capitalist pig put a fucking commercial before our sacred <laughs> presidential anthem. You guys hear that? Okay. It's enough. Stupid. Stupid song sucks. Hate it. Um
0: You would you would think different if you were president. That's true. <laughs> Maybe it only sounds good to those who are presidents. I
1: would just I would just play it like in my earbuds while I was jogging.
0: Yeah, on the repeat.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so do you guys have any uh, other thoughts about this episode in general before we start sort of dissecting it moment by moment?
2: Uh, <laughs> so again, uh, well, actually I shouldn't say again because we this that part of the conversation won't be in the recording. But I watched this episode years ago to review it and I will never watch it again. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one thing that absolutely stands out to me it's one thing to say, which is probably accurate, it's one thing to say Paul Fusco really wanted Alf to be president for the purposes of an episode, so that has to be a fantasy, and that's fine. But it wasn't really that, it was like multiple fragmented fantasies, where like Alf was, wasn't he running, and then he was like Kate's image consultant or something, mm-hmm. and then he was president, yeah. like, it, it really if he wants out to, to be president, which again, I do think was the goal here, why not write 30 minutes worth of jokes about that? Why do we need a few minutes worth of jokes about that and then a few fragmented minutes of jokes about related subjects? It was a very strange thing.
1: Yeah, he, he was, um, so the premise of the episode is that they're watching some uh, presidential, fake presidential debates and um, Kate has a series of dreams about Alf being um, holding different positions, the first of which is a candidate that she's debating against, the second of which is as a moderator, the third of which is the president, and the fourth of which is as a presidential image consultant. Or did I have that backwards?
0: No, you had it right.
1: Yeah, nailed it. (laughs) Um, So it's sort of like, uh, they're like vignettes, um, but they're also kind of bland and superficial that they really shouldn't have been any need to do them i guess i mean it's a good point like we could have fleshed out a full episode about this uh alf presidential fantasy um i think we all we already had a little bit of alf um sort of mixing with the president in the uh, first season yes we did with um what was the episode called
2: pennsylvania six five thousand
1: yeah pennsylvania six five thousand I forget what that episode was about.
2: <laughs> That's the one where he calls Ronald Reagan and Ronald's on the toilet?
1: Yeah, and it's like they're in Air Force One. And like right, two which advisors. is just like
2: made up to look like an office.
1: Yeah. I've, I'm looking a at a episode. screenshot here. It looks like, a, looks like a plane. It's got windows.
2: I'll give you the windows.
1: I guess <laughs> an office can have windows, but not, it wouldn't look like a plane's <laughs> windows. A little bit different. Uh, were you on that podcast, Katya, or was that before your time?
0: That was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was before I joined the podcast. Yeah,
1: I think that might have still I, been. I in remember the, uh,
0: you discussing it.
1: I think, I think maybe that was still when we had um, Tam and Nick. Yeah. And um, Mike, maybe, maybe not.
0: So many people.
1: Becoming they go.
0: Girl- passionate about alf yeah <laughs> but sh- sh- short-lived passion
1: <laughs> so the the uh episode opens with alf um registering to vote and uh willie's really offended by this right like he's like yeah no illegals are gonna vote on my watch this is voter fraud now yeah, philip
0: that um, i'm sorry i'm sorry
1: no you go ahead
0: that he's not a citizen so right. he cannot vote mm-hmm. and alf says what if i get a green card mm-hmm. and he says no only if you want to work and he's right. like nope
1: and he, Alf, i mean willie would prefer that Alf not work either and steal american jobs from real americans
0: yeah i guess and alf also knows about green cards so i guess he was trying to get citizenship before or was researching it or something
1: is it possible that he just saw the movie green card with gerard Depardieu? uh
0: possible yeah nope. what year was that God, yeah
1: that was early 90s it wouldn't have come out yet so yeah i asked
0: i asked mm-hmm. all right
1: so is this an argument for voter stronger voter id laws philip
2: yes i think it's very clearly an argument for that and the fact of the matter is if you discount all the illegal Malmachian votes, Trump did win the popular (laughs) vote. So this is a serious (laughs) problem.
1: This is a huge problem. Uh, A lot of bad hombres out there. (laughs) Uh, Bad Malmachian hombres out there voting in our elections, contaminating them with their, uh, um, you know, like cat puns, I guess. So Alf is registering to vote. Um, Willie says basically that he can't. Willie doesn't seem to care that, like, maybe Alf should be able to vote. He's, like, you know, a, a, like, a he even has an American accent, for Christ's sake.
2: Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> now that you mention it.
1: But, so um,
0: Alf knows uh, another way to get citizenship, and that is by marrying Lynn.
1: Yeah. Which is a great uh, idea. And this is yeah. uh, part of a, a long story arc uh, or a motif, maybe, that we return to about Alf sort of lusting after Lynn.
0: Yeah. But Willie says he would not let them marry. Even well, though nobody asked Lynn.
1: It's not Who it's not is
0: Willie to, to give permission?
1: It's he also um, Alf sort of tells the whole story about it where he's gonna marry Lynn for the citizenship, vote, then dump Lynn and then drive Lynn into the arms of like a beatnik or something?
0: Joaquin, who Joaquin, doesn't like beats.
1: Who doesn't like He beats. doesn't
0: like beat. Yeah.
1: So this sounds like a little bit of like Paul Fusco, like anti-hippie humor or something.
2: This episode was terrible.
1: Yeah. No, it's hor- horrible. <laughs> it really One of the was. Worst. One of the worst. So who is Joaquin? Is, is he... Is he I, like a different ethnicity is this maybe like a little bit racist
0: possibly yeah
1: yeah i agree it's racist
0: and then um, willie asks Alp how much coffee he had and al says 40 cups of coffee yeah it's and it's also worth shaking
1: <laughs> yeah and that's the uh that's the punchline into the opening credits that else like shaking uh from too much coffee yeah i think it's also worth mentioning that um willie also forbade lynn from marrying joaquin
0: yeah nobody is allowed to marry lynn is there for his pleasure only (laughs) i have to say Oh Oh, no No, it's coming oh no go on it's
1: the spontaneity is destroyed i can't (laughs) I was going to say something like Nobody touches my little girl but me
0: (laughs) Willie is wearing a really weird sweater In this uh, scene Uh, Like an oversized brown Meaningless kind of sweater Do you want
1: to guess what the textile was That it was made out of? (laughs)
0: this is this is what our podcast is all about (laughs) i would say some mixture of uh, wool and polyester
1: was it a cable knit or just a regular knit
0: Uh, i don't know i don't know okay just a weird sweater
1: okay so we go um we go into the credits it's like boom And then so on. (laughs) And then we get, um, then what? What happens next?
0: Kate walks into the living room. Right. And she also is wearing a really weird sweater with geometric ornament. Looks very proven.
1: Is this one of the ones that's a little bit off the shoulder? No. Sometimes she likes to show a little bit of shoulder.
0: Not this time. This time she's serious because she announces that they're watching the presidential debate on TV.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Kate is really into the presidential debate. Um, Phil, do you think that Paul Fusco thought this was progressive of him to make a housewife interested in politics?
2: Hmm, I... No, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It, it might have been accidentally. I don't actually know what it, the climate would have been on television at the time for something like that. But I, I don't know that he's interested in being progressive at all. So I, I, I think if there's anything progressive that happens,
1: it's probably accidental. Yeah, I think you're right about that, particularly when we had like family ties on TV at the same time. and, and Oh, yeah. Family ties would be a really way. good example of that. Yeah. Much more pointedly political and um, yeah. more topical. So, um, Kate's really into the debates. Um, Willie came home late um, because he had to buy shoes at the mall. He left a message with Alf, which he failed to convey to Kate. In a in a series of this was revealed through a series of jokes. Um, with, yeah. With, sort of a ratcheting up of the irritation in each joke.
0: Yeah, and it turns out that Willie, on his way home, uh, went to the mall and um, stopped by the place where uh, Lynn's boyfriend works now, Lizard, Mm -hmm. and he's selling wieners on a stick. Yeah. (laughs) And that's what Willie got, Mm -hmm. which is already kind of a weird coincidence but also like lizard is such a like cra- like crazy clever young man mhm such a depressing thought that he has to work at the mall
1: yeah well i think there's a um you know he's a teenager so you know teenagers are supposed to get sort of just like dumb jobs like it's not like I guess. like Liz- lizard is is Like, uh, he wants to be a doctor, right? He's, like, really good at, like, biology. He claims to be able to remove a guy's brain. Um, But it's not like he would be, like, get a part-time job in high school as, like, a doctor or even, like, a lab assistant. (laughs) These are the jobs available to to high school students.
0: Dissecting wieners at the mall.
1: We should say that also um, Kate really wants Lynn to watch the debates because she will be voting in this election. Um, but she doesn't want to because she has to go make fun of Lizard at the Weinaristic stand.
0: Yeah. And isn't
2: don't they say that this is the first election that she can vote in, which yeah. I think gives us a definitive age for her.
0: I think. How old? Not. How well, old should would, you be? It would be 18,
2: but um, now I'm, I'm realizing she could have turned 18. Presidential elections are obviously every four years, not every year, so mm-hmm. she could actually be older than 18 at this point. But at least we know she's not younger.
1: She, I think she was seventeen the last time. I think they did say her age at some point, and it was 17. they may have.
2: And I didn't and 17 pay any attention.
1: Would have been right because as of the airing, she maybe was eighteen, maybe was seventeen, but it was still a year until the actual election. So presumably, she would age up at some point. Presumably. In, in that year. <laughs> we can't say for sure. <laughs> Another year would be added to her life, and she would be a year older.
0: Well, so, we know that logic uh, doesn't always work in TV series.
1: Yeah, that's very true. So who knows? Um, also, um, she she was making plans on the phone with her friend, and... Um, Alf was eavesdropping. Yeah. This is how we learn about um, the lizard plan.
0: Alf spying on his future wife.
1: Mm hmm. He must be really jealous of a lizard, right?
0: I don't know. Maybe he's into lizards <laughs> as well.
1: <laughs> is there, like, is it possible that there's, like, this is. I mean, there's really, this is total fan fiction, and I emphasize the fan part, um, because I'm a big fan of ALF. Uh, But is it possible there's, like, a reptilian sexual slave race on Melmac? Philip?
2: Yes, (laughs) I suppose it is possible. Um, Obviously, uh, Fusco and Co. introduce whatever the hell they want to introduce to Melmac's backstory. So I, I do believe it's possible, uh, unless it, it could have been cut for syndication. Um, but mm-hmm. as far as I'm aware, I don't think they ever actually alluded to one.
1: Yeah, I should say, um, I watched the uncut episode for this podcast, because I had been commenting on the cut for syndication episodes all the way up to this uh, last episode, but I actually somehow got a hold of some un, uh, some uncut episodes. So, uh, wow,
2: what a great one to start with.
1: Yeah. I don't even know if anything was cut out of this one. I think it <laughs> could have been a 10-minute ten ten minute episode, so they, they could have done a lot more commercial yeah.
0: <laughs> Kate uh, is very angry at Willie for eating mm-hmm. dinner because, yeah. uh, because she prepared some for him and Alf didn't tell her that Willie would be late and that he would have dinner at Lizard's stand. Yep. stick. Yeah.
1: Lizard's That's what pod I pod.
0: wrote in my notes. Willie really ate a wiener. It's an important note.
1: That is a good note.
0: Yeah.
1: I like that. Um, Kate, so Alpha's is still really interested in, in politics. He outlines his plan to marry... No, he he had already outlined the plan to marry Lynn, right, in the prior yeah. scene. Yeah. But, um, I think Kate asks him about um why he's so interested in politics, and then he says he's like a registered Democrat on Melmac, which is like I thought oh, it was yeah. like, this is the worst joke of the series so far, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> because like. Why is it that Melmac just any cat pun will do? Like it's a food, I, we get it, but it's like then what does the food they eat have to do with their political parties? It's like, like I'm a crat in the United States <laughs> of America pizza.
2: Well, you know that's a it's a really fair point, and this this doesn't really address it because obviously Alf came way before, but it is interesting that in in Futurama, however many years later. There was an episode, and uh, the political parties were the the Tasty crats and the Finger Lickens. <laughs> so, for whatever reason, I don't know. Like this sounds like I'm building towards some kind of connective tissue, and I'm not. I, I think just in isolation, both of them took f- food um, illusions, I guess, and and put those into the uh, political parties. Yeah. I don't I don't know why that would be. And you're you're definitely right. I don't know what. Compelled Paul Fusco to make that joke, but it is interesting that they both took food items and made that the basis, I guess, of their political
1: stance. I think in the in the in the Futurama joke, it's sort of like a you know like a commentary on the gluttony of Americans, sort of placing these sort of silly fast food term- terminology in the into this like distinguished place of importance. And in the case of Alf, it's that. Um they were lazy bad writers and it was like what are what are the <laughs> what are the things that we have to work with here? We got cats, we got uh like the alpha, like we have like a, a list of, <laughs> of things we can say, like okay.
0: Rye. So
2: and that's okay, you're you're right. End of story. But now like I'm actually frustrated all over again because we just went through the fact They they don't hesitate to just add things to Melmac's backstory. Whenever they think they they need to or want to or they have a joke for it, they'll cram something into Melmac's backstory. Fine. Mm -hmm. But here, like, they have – what a compelling opportunity, especially if you want to make some kind of commentary about the American election process or political parties, whatever you want to do. Go. Tell us what it's like on Melmac. This is a golden opportunity to tell a joke, Mm -hmm. but all they do is a cat pun. Yeah. it's it's very strange. You're right that they only have a few things that they could point at and say, what do we have to work with? But at the same time, they could add whatever they want.
1: Right. Very I guess strange. one one could concoct uh, an elaborate headcanon here of um, may, maybe there's a movement on Melmac to not eat cats anymore. Um, oh. And Alf is part of the party that insists that they continue to eat cats. <laughs> As a very, he's a staunch sounds, conservative on Melmac.
0: I don't, like, the name of the party itself sounds weird, because when you take um, just part of the demo and make a demo cat, it just sounds like uh, not the complete version of the cat or something, you know, like, better yeah. version of the cat party. It's just, uh, it's weird. But to be fair... Cat puns and cat, like, facts that uh, Mel eat cats is like the only thing pretty much that people remember from Alf. Yeah, whenever I think this is why, yeah, yeah. they just can't continue to go back to that pool. I remember he ate cats, haha. That's 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 it, that's the whole show,
1: and I, I guess it was sort of edgy at the time, like, cats aren't food. They're they're pets. But meanwhile, people do eat cats in like Southeast Asia sometimes. Is this relevant? No, it's not. (laughs) Not Let's move on.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I do wonder now if – I have no clue what markets ALF was in. I know it was in Germany and a few where it was really popular. But if it were airing in a market – that ate cats, would they change the cat to something else? Because the joke wouldn't work. Yeah. It would be like, you know, me saying, oh, oh Philip eats pizza. <laughs> like, it, it isn't a joke in a place that eats pizza. Yeah. I
0: don't think uh, there's any place that uh, routinely eats mainly cats. So yeah. <laughs> it would be a, a pretty rare thing anyway.
2: Well, I will emphasize that I don't mainly eat pizza.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so.
2: I want to make that clear. You
1: probably should mainly eat pizza, though. It's, a, it's delicious. Um, I so this would be like um in Faulty Towers when they um changed um uh what's the uh the the guy Manuel. from Barcelona yeah um Manuel they changed it to uh, Mexico in uh, I've heard in, that in Spain
2: <clears throat> I've never actually seen those re edits because it it was actually re edited right it wasn't just dubbed correct me if I'm um, wrong.
1: I'm not sure about that.
2: Okay. I, I thought I'd read somewhere that it was re-edited. I don't know if it was definitely for the Spanish market or for some other market, but it was re-edited to make him Mexican.
1: I think, I mean, I would think the only people that would care would be the the, the Spanish, the Spaniards, and maybe even only people in Barcelona. That's actually how they pronounce it there, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, moving on. Um, so they show the debate, they have, um, McLaughlin is the very special guest, um, just to pull up.
2: Yeah, all the kids in the audience were going nuts for that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sure that, uh, Paul Fosco thought this was like, like a, like a, some fan, some service for the parents. Like, oh, look, this is like sophisticated adult humor too. You can get into this too, parents, right? Um so this is john mclaughlin are you familiar with john mclaughlin katya
0: Mm-mm, no i don't think so is You'll he a, a real he, uh, moderator of presidential yeah, debate he,
1: okay well he he ran a um sunday morning political talk show um for like 50 years like he just died right. last last year and I'm th- pretty sure the show was still on the air when he died Wow, I didn't realize that he had just died Yeah, he died in um, 2016, August So almost a year ago Today, a little more um,
2: I remember him because he was another Dana Carvey character on Saturday Night Live
1: Oh yeah Well done Well done, Dana <laughs> um, John Joseph McLaughlin hosted the political commentary series The McLaughlin Group he also hosted and produced John McLaughlin's One-on-One, which ran from 1984 to 2013. I never saw that one.
2: I've heard of that one. I don't think I've seen it, though.
1: Is it, like, would it be cool to maybe dig up some old old tapes of that? And, like, maybe I do, like, I... a... You could do a blog about, like... Yeah,
2: I'm thinking I'll do every episode.
1: <laughs> every episode. <laughs> How many episodes do you think that would be? <laughs> so, like, once a week from 1984 to 2013. Um... It's got to be like at least 100. A, yeah. In probably in the many hundreds, right? <laughs> and the the thing about that kind of con- content is it's it's really evergreen, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> like his chat with um, you know, he might have had like a really good chat with like Donald Rumsfeld back in like the mid-80s, right? He might have. And they're they're like talking about like the Soviet Union. And that's still a problem. Oh, huge one. <laughs> so we get uh, John McLaughlin is hosting a debate between um, two candidates whose names I did not write down. I did. Oh, excellent. Uh,
0: if, if that's important. It is. So there's uh, Gil Hossenfeffer, senator from Wyoming, mm-hmm. and Nathan Peel, a congressman from Oregon. Okay. And one of them, Gil, uh, you can see his white shin showing mm-hmm. because he's sitting like that. And you can see his leg, like an that uh, like human legs are very repulsive.
1: Mm-hmm. Particularly like white, old white men's legs.
0: Yeah. He said and they look like toothpaste. Yeah. About that time. Willie starts hitching up his slacks. <laughs> <flags. laughs> for some reason, I guess he, he's trying to put on his new shoes. Mm-hmm. But clearly, he doesn't have to do anything with his slacks for that. Yeah. But Alf doesn't find Willie's legs attractive at all.
1: Mm-hmm. Which is like that just proves he's alien. Yeah.
0: Because like, like, who would resist?
1: <laughs> it's, it just inverts the obvious reaction to all the people, just that just they would, you would. <laughs> just immediately pitch a pants tent and uh, you'd have to head, head into the bathroom for a few minutes to cool off if you know what I mean um Philip did you have in your um blogging experience did you ever um compile any sort of like um Mr. Skin type um sort of backlog of sort of hot like flesh exposed from Alpha episodes
2: I, I don't believe so. Certainly, if there, if somebody was wearing something ridiculous, or I can't even think of another example. Oh no, there was an example where Willie like scratched his belly or something, and he just like <laughs> exposed this hideous old man gut. I definitely screenshotted that. Um, I don't think no, I've seen I, that. I, so that. It might, might be still, still to be come. to come. Yeah. But there was one where, um, if we'll oh, actually, the I pun. think it was another fantasy episode. Ooh. But I think my Mr. Skin equivalent would just be Willie's funny faces. That's definitely the one that I went out of the way to archive every time.
1: I think the I face... Remember,
0: I remember one episode. I think that's the one when... Is, is it Save Miranda? I think it is, that episode. Oh, Help Miranda, right? Yeah, Help Miranda. Um, and he's uh, Willie went down to, to where Alf is sleeping, and he's sitting down on some tiny stool, mm-hmm. and he put his legs up, but he's just wearing, <laughs> like, a bathrobe, and yeah. his, uh, his legs are there in all their glory, mm-hmm. and uh, that was uh, pretty weird.
1: I believe that is um, the scene that made it into the um, Alf edit with uh, Mr. Meatloaf. Uh, Here comes Mr. Meatloaf.
0: No, he's also wearing... I remember that very well. Thank you. Uh, he's also wearing a bathrobe there, but it's daytime, and at the moment I'm describing, it's late night. Oh, no, you're right. It's sort of setting. It wasn't. It's a, I think this is the one where he said, um,
1: this is Sparky.
2: Yes, that was <laughs> this is Sparky. And uh, yeah, you're, you're right, because now that's reminding me that in the pilot, Willie was completely nude so i think if if you're watching Alf because you want to see some flesh like you you're really only <laughs> seeing max right over and over again yeah nobody else is disrobing
1: yeah sorry I think, um you, you see uh kate's shoulders a lot like you see a lot of shoulder action for kate in the ty- oh you in see the, a lot of uh,
0: a lot of that in this episode actually
1: yeah because she's Later in her on. in her um bedroom sort of in in flugress right
0: there's another moment but let's get back to that later
1: okay so (laughs) we we have the debate um so basically there is very uh very lacking in substance right there's no there's no specific there, there are very little specifics given in terms of these uh these men's political opinions um it's all sort of generic platitudes um which is little little toothless right yeah and it's not it's not like it, it even succeeds in not dating the episode because when then we still have john mclaughlin saying oh what about the threat of the soviet union uh that that'll be a problem forever <laughs> at some point so it's like not only is it still I managed to be dated but it's like they say they, they accomplish saying nothing at all um and there's that's not even really interesting, about,
2: right? like, after this most recent election cycle, sorry to interrupt, but, like, you,
1: you're
2: you making me realize the whole thing on TV and Futurama did the same thing, where, like, well, there's really very little difference between the candidates, they're just trying not to offend anybody, we don't know what they're actually thinking, but this most recent election cycle, like, was off the wall, like, mm-hmm. any kind of, <laughs> any kind of approach like that immediately dates it as being a relic of the past. Yeah after what was an extremely fiery and um, nasty campaign.
1: Mm-hmm. The interesting thing, too, is that it was, like, I don't think it was ever accurate because, like, right. I mean, it's it's sort of, like, you know, on, a, on a superficial level, there was this sort of, like, politically correct coded speech and dog whistles and things that people use. Right. It made it sound superficially similar. But it was, like, it, at the end of the day, there were, like, really dramatic impacts like like policy differences between parties through 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 the years that had significant effects on society they just sort of like talked about them in a bland way so that that became like oh look at these right. stuffed suits they're so just they're pretty much the two two guys saying the same thing like what's the big deal
0: um i guess but just like uh it's a very uh... I don't think um, it's a very good topic to even portray in the media like that, in like a sitcom, like you try to mimic it, but mm-hmm. just, like, if, if you try to be close to what's really happening, it dates very easily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, it's just as bland as it is on TV usually. <laughs> so like, what's the point? Yeah. Um,
1: but it seemed yeah. very self-consciously, like it was like trying to be like a little bit sophisticated, an adult, and it's kind of embarrassing because it was like really dumb.
0: So, do you think uh, the Shin moment was for the kids here, so they're not too bored by this? Political no, discussion? that was
1: just doubling down on the adult content. <laughs>
0: <laughs> literally,
1: literally just like you, 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 t- you titillate the the mind, and you titillate the sexual where am i going with this
0: yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> also kate is asking whether alf expects uh, reagan and gorbachev to kiss right so that's that as well right
1: which is odd um because we have reagan as the president um so who are these guys debating are these two democratic primary candidates potentially
0: are it was not uh, possible to understand their real political stance on yeah. anything. I think from this speech. All right, and then uh, where uh, Alf just walks into the bedroom. Mm-hmm. It's evening in the Tanner household, and asks asks Willie if he's decent. <laughs> While Willie's lying on his bed, and Willie replies in a tired manner, like like would it matter
1: yeah, and <laughs> I mean, we we all know did. it wouldn't right,
0: yeah, after that uh, Alf looks at Kate while light is shining through her clothes and says that she looks like a naked angel,
1: ooh, yeah, that was a sexy moment. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. he could see her silhouette through the um through the uh through her night, gown. Uh, night dress, nightgown, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he, and he keeps pestering them with political questions while they try to get to sleep and Alf is being told that he's not looking at the big picture.
1: Mhm. And he says something and- stupid like I would have to stand on the piano to look at the big picture in the living room. Yeah. That joke yeah. just like just didn't go anywhere. It didn't even make any sense.
0: Is that the picture that he threw something at and <laughs> they had to have it repaired in yeah. one of the
1: Wasn't that like Willie one of one of Willie's precious heirlooms or something?
0: <laughs> I don't remember. It was some stupid bully of baseball, was that it?
1: yeah and it's like a painting of a uh, sailboat maybe
0: probably of the nina <laughs> yeah
1: oh yeah no the nina was in the bottle
0: yeah uh, well who, who's to say it's not on the painting as well
1: yeah he's just obsessed with the nina <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alpha. He keeps trying to get some information from kate and willie about this political situation and why politicians don't just talk in a simple manner and make simple decisions mm-hmm. and um, he also notices that Willie's uh shins glow in the dark
1: yeah another callback when to he, shins.
0: yeah he looks under uh, under the covers and do you think uh, willie, uh is radioactive
1: Mm, good theory. Yeah, it's a very good
2: theory, actually.
1: Probably from exposure. A lot of things just slot into place. From exposure from to, like, ALF's ship or something?
0: Yeah, 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 exactly.
2: Did you guys get to the episode yet where ALF has, they're, like, doing something with the stuff that was in his ship, and Willie like, opens a container?
0: Yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs>
2: and it, like, contains radioactive material or something? So mm-hmm. I, I really do think there's some merit to this.
1: Yeah, it could be. They're probably all, like, we don't see what happens, but the whole Tanner family probably dies um, from cancer um, shortly after the end of the series.
2: Brian, I think, just lives a really long and tormented life where he's just in agonizing pain for 80 years.
1: Brian probably has his um, growth stunted significantly. He probably still looks like (laughs) that kid. Like Like little Bri. Yeah or b sometimes called b yeah
0: b kate uh, is trying to keep to, like he keeps she keeps sending out downstairs uh, and uh, has a series of nightmares yeah where she's uh, running for president
1: well i, I think I, we- I feel i need to correct you katya i think the tanners live in a ranch house so that i think that he didn't have to go downstairs Philip, you think correct, so? Correct me if I'm wrong.
2: No, I, I, I think it is a one story home. There is a right. basement.
1: Right. But I think
0: that's it. I guess. Yeah. All right. Oh, and just an accident, out obviously. of the room then.
1: hmm. Sorry, I didn't mean to just dunk on you there. Gotcha.
0: <laughs> it's okay. I don't. Uh, obviously, this is an alien culture to mm-hmm. me. All these uh, <laughs> suburban houses is like a separate planet. Yeah. Um, so i i can be off um unforgivable (laughs) we hear uh, kate's full name oh yeah which is katherine daphne halligan tanner
1: yeah k k d h t
0: do you think this is a code
1: no this is kind of reminds me of the um the like industrial rock band KMFDM. <laughs> they're industrial rock, right?
0: So it just sounds like uh, some some kind of band where Lynn would find her future boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, so in one of the nightmares, she's Kate is one of the candidates, and so is Alf and
1: yeah so we get mclaughlin back for the first dream and um there kate and Alf are debating and um kate sort of gets bogged down and the minutiae and Alf gives some really simple answers and and um and uh mclaughlin uh says that it's a it's a win for the for the alfer <laughs>
2: Which is how debates work.
1: Yeah.
2: A winner is declared after every question.
1: <laughs> Using a, a, they're, they're the most affectionate nickname that is available. <laughs> <laughs> who, who could forget when, when, when uh, victory was cl- declared for, for W after the infamous lockbox debate?
0: That would be cute, though.
1: It would be. Sort of like like American Idol or something, <laughs> or the, or the yeah. Voice. Like the they're vo- debating, <laughs> and everybody is in chairs, and like they say something like "you like," and you you hit the button, you spin your chair around. It's like I'm voting for you, man. Build a Speaking wall. Of the voice.
0: <sighs> Speaking of the Voice, in one of the nightmares, Alf turns Kate's voice off with a remote control jeez uh i think it's in the next one where he's playing the role of the moderator
1: that's right yeah and
0: it it looks very creepy it's kind of like that a moment in the matrix Mm -hmm. when uh, neo's mouth starts kind of growing together on his face with some sort of goop and like his lips he cannot open his mouth anymore yeah kind of like that it is like
1: that i think it also has a similar like sort of um uh symbolic undertones like um like like uh i thought i could just oh. make something up as i went along here but it, nothing came like
0: women w- <laughs> women should not speak uh, when men are
1: talking yeah that doesn't really apply to the matrix though
0: <laughs> no well i don't know no there are um, many female characters there i think you're i think I actually that's
1: a that's a better observation it's, it's interesting that our um our sort of dominant male protagonist literally silenced um, this woman. But it, it is in her fantasy. So it, is it being portrayed as that this is actually a nightmare for real women being silenced by their like much, much less qualified um, uh, bosses or something?
2: I do think at the very least, and I'm sure this was not intentional <laughs> – Um, Or at least not conscious on the part of the writers. But I do think this does kind of work with Alf. I'm going to give Alf a little bit of credit here because Kate is clearly the most intelligent member of this family, the most capable member of this family, the most likable member of this family. Like, and she, I don't know, I don't want to say she's powerless in, in her daily life. I don't think that would be exactly true, but there probably is some frustration that anybody would listen to Willie over her. Anybody Mm -hmm. would listen to Alf over her or probably not the kids, but still like she's definitely um, her, her daily life I think is below her station. And (laughs) like the, the actress who plays Kate, I know she hated working on the show just like everybody did. And her frustration bleeds through just like everybody's does. But for her, like I think it actually does work for the character. I believe Kate would be frustrated in her daily life with this situation. And, yeah, I don't know. Like I, again, I don't think that was a conscious decision on the part of the writers, but, but I do. I, I think that that kind of works. She could well have mm-hmm. that kind of nightmare that she's literally being silenced by an imbecile.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's sort of like yeah. a, some interesting like values creep, because we had right. this uh, like this, this the 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 eighties. Um, we had this sort of return to this sort of or a desire for this return to this like uh, leave it to Beaver lifestyle and. And Kate is like this housewife, but we've already had like uh, the sexual revolution of the sixties and so on. So it, this is a sort of regressive tendency where it's like, okay, we've relegated Kate to this housewife role, but she's clearly very intelligent. So she's she's frustrated and angry that she's she's been sort of thrust backward in time. Uh, right. So yeah, good on Paul Fusco, except for that. It seems like I really feel like Alf's voice is always his. And um I think that his desire for simple, stupid explanations for everything is probably more in, uh indicative of uh Paul Fusco's uh political inclinations.
2: Yes, um, I agree.
1: Sort of like in the movie Dave, um, when um Kevin Klein calls his buddy Charles Groden to like fix the economy and Charles Groden's like, Man, if I ran my business like this Man, I I'd, I'd be bankrupt. I'd be out of business, man. Like, like, like that's all it takes—just getting some simple, simple Joe <laughs> in the room to like do the, do the 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 right thing, you know. And these corrupt politicians aren't letting it happen. Sorry, I went off. Of like a Really, <laughs> really crazy tangent there. I uh, also um,
0: noticed that Kate sleeps uh, sleeps in her makeup, like she was wearing her makeup still and not just like uh, some sort of st- like stage makeup but just like full on lipstick and blush
1: that's just what her face looks like
0: <laughs> <laughs> you think this is also the radiation just just baking those pigments into her skin it's like that chemical
1: that uh, the joker fell into And batman (laughs) 1989 probably so um the episode sort of gets really repetitive then you you have (laughs) you have dream then alf wakes up kate then you have another dream then you have alf wakes up kate then you have another dream then alf wakes up kate
0: and in one moment yeah, in one moment she, she's made to wear a very sexy red dress. Yeah. And a jacket.
1: Mm hmm. To like that's what uh, takes. Carmen San Diego. Yeah. Maybe not. I guess she's she like a, a uh, to... and she,
0: she has a new name now because Alf is her image consultant. Right. So I guess uh, this is what Kate thinks Alf wants her to look. Mm hmm. So this is his fantasy of Alf envisioning her as a very sexy, sexualized woman.
1: Yeah, she looked actually a little bit like Sarah Palin. <laughs> but that's like really near the end. Um, I think it's also worth mentioning with regard to the, the image coach. Um, is there anything we want to talk about as, with Alf as president?
0: Um. There's a scene where he's the president, so he's in the Oval Office, and there are photos of his family behind him.
1: Ooh, interesting. You can
0: notice um, some Milmakins. Well, I presume his family. Maybe it's Mm -hmm. just some random Milmakins. I don't know. (laughs) There are some soda bottles as well cans, cans of uh, soda. uh... And there's a. Sorry, go on.
1: No, I was just gonna. I was just gonna pull up the scene and zoom in to see if I could see anything <laughs> interesting.
0: And there's a there's the uh, red phone on his desk there.
1: Mm-hmm. That's the nuclear phone.
0: Exactly, and you keep waiting for it to to ring <laughs> mm-hmm. because like <laughs> they zo- zoom in on that phone, but it never does. It never uh, does.
1: Check off. Check off is spinning in his grave. Yeah, they really went out of their way to have nothing happen, <laughs>
2: especially like this. It's, it's more frustrating the more I listen to you guys recap this because I, I know I vented on my blog, but now I'm learning or I'm, I'm realizing more things, which is the fact that like you set up this fantasy. You already have a show with an alien in it. In addition, now you've set up this fantasy world where Alf is president, image consultant, whatever else. So why is nothing happening? Why are you yeah. taking multiple steps away from reality if you're not going to ring the nuclear phone? Or like what is the issue here that we just have to have people sitting behind desks for our fantasy
1: mm-hmm it looks like Alf uh, scanning through the episode here it looks like Alf was president after he was an image consultant
0: yeah
2: which is the normal political
0: uh, yeah. process Korea. yeah
1: <laughs> so the the observation about the image consultant was based on Alf saying that both candidates looked alike. And I was like, oh, here we go. Maybe he's going to get into, like, they're both white men. Um, and, no. and Kate was like, yeah, the, I, that bothers me too. But then it turned out that she was like, the, I think they probably have image consultants to, to dictate how they dress and how they have their hair. And it's like, oh, that's what it was about. Like, of course they're going to be white men, right? It's really just about how they dress and speak. Yeah. I thought it was going to be Kate like, like, why has there never been a woman president? Why, why can't we have a, a non-white president? Nope. Nope. That's not what this is about.
0: No, they, they've all been silenced with their remote control. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and not, not set for such an important task. Um, so what, yeah, so let's, the, uh,
1: the fo- what's the scenario here where the nuclear phone rings? What? How, let's rewrite the episode a little bit. <laughs> And maybe this is like the the, the chilling climax. Um. So my answer would be, the episode, it sucks of course,
2: but we it can still play out the same all the way up until the nuclear phone. We see it, it rings. Exactly what happens, we can debate, but I think ultimately the point has to be that Alf's simple solutions are no longer enough. It mm-hmm. might be fine that he gave these solutions and got elected, he gave these solutions and the economy got better, whatever. But now he's facing, uh, you know, mutually assured destruction, and a simple solution is no longer valid. Like, that needs to be, I think, the answer to this episode.
1: Yeah, that would be really smart. It would be a smart I thought, take on it.
0: I thought it was going to happen, because Alf was about to leave uh, the office for a trip to a different country. Mm-hmm. That he was going to leave Kate in the room, and that's when he's going to ring. Mm. And but she has to for him.
1: Instead, the black phone rings, and it's just to announce that they have completed re-sculpting Mount Rushmore. Um, <laughs> for, for just a quick, a quick sight gag. And then the episode is pretty much over from there. Um, yeah,
0: it, it ends with uh, Kate falling asleep on Alf's lap um during the day the next day presumably because she didn't get enough sleep during this terrible night
1: Mm-hmm. Mount Rushmore. Now, sorry go ahead uh, Philip.
2: no please by all means i i do want to hear more about Mount rushmore i, I
1: was uh <laughs> I, i'm still bringing up the website i, I need it i need a second
2: <laughs> okay well then uh, i'll mention this this is not my observation when i wrote the review somebody left a comment on the blog i i don't remember who but um they read this episode I think as being an attempt to do with Alf and Kate what Night Train did for Alf and Willie and I don't know that I agree with that I'm not even sure that I can see it that way Yeah. but I, I do kind of find I don't know I, I think it might be an interesting thought exercise to put them against each other and see like what the show struggled with because I think Night Train was very successful uh, with temporarily creating an interesting relationship between Alf and Willie whereas this it Technically, I guess focuses on the relationship between Alf and Kate, and you mm-hmm. even definitely get more insight into the way Kate's mind works. But I don't think it says anything.
1: Yeah. No. I but I agree with that as being a um, pr- probably part of the intention. If if not, um, if whether or not I was successful, I, I think that, right. I think that that is correct. That it's like oh let's let's expand. Um, Alf and Kate's relationship maybe there are I'm, different um, drafts of this episode where, where right. that was more substantive and then it's like a lot of like dumb political jokes got mixed in and, and watered everything down
2: Right. yeah I, I think that's actually it's fairly likely and certainly the end that, that Katya just described like that, that seems like it comes from a different version of the script it mm-hmm. seems like that comes from a version of the script where Alf and Kate bonded in some way and that didn't actually happen in the version we saw.
1: Yeah. I, all I was gonna say about Mount Rushmore is I think it was like, <laughs> like a sacred Indian site that we pretty much defiled with these uh, <laughs> with these faces, and then like like carving Alf's face on there was probably like the final, most uh, like galling offense <laughs> to the to the I think it was the Lakota, the oh, the Six Grandfathers. Mountain part of the route that Lakota elder Black Elk took a spiritual journey that culminated at Black Elk Peak. Um, So yeah, take that Lakota. We put Alf on there too.
2: Did they add Alf, or did they replace one of the faces with Alf? I don't remember. That's a good question. Um,
0: They added.
2: They added. Okay. Yeah,
1: I don't think there's really space for Alf there in reality. (laughs) So that's that's really unrealistic. Guys, come on. There just isn't enough rock for his nose.
0: Yeah. I just <laughs> made it with some uh, high-tech CGI in real life.
1: It would be a oh, shame. that was
0: a dream, so.
1: It would be a shame if, um, like, ISIS or someone like that, like, dynamited Mount Rushmore and just destroyed it. Wouldn't that be a shame?
0: Yeah. I think it's a shame. uh, (laughs) It's a shame uh, when ISIS
2: dynamites anything.
0: Which would you prefer, it uh, them dynamiting it or them adding Alf to it?
2: This is a very good question.
1: (laughs) Why would ISIS (laughs) add Alf?
0: Just to piss you off. Yeah. yeah. Answer the
2: question,
1: Byron. (laughs) (laughs) I think I would prefer the dynamite.
0: Yeah, I would agree.
1: (laughs) That would be less offensive. You know, like they're just rubbing our nose in the greatest mistakes of western civilization (laughs) (laughs) this is this is what you know centuries of 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 lax morals and perversion leads to i'm looking at a picture of mount rushmore and i actually am going to revise my claim i think that you might be able to fit an elf in there
0: (laughs) don't give them any ideas (laughs)
1: Or maybe a Trump. Let's we'll throw Trump in there. Why not? Yeah. Certainly not Obama. That would be just way too controversial. Okay, let's, let's steer gently out of this political quagmire. Quad- <laughs> um, is there anything? So the, in the final scene, um, Kate is asleep on the couch. You can see Alf's big furry feet. Uh, any feelings about those?
0: <laughs> um, I don't have any Personally But I'm sure there are many fans Who were uh, Very pleased yeah. To see those I
1: think that you're wrong And here's why <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright
1: Alf is as, as far as I can tell One of the least fetishized Like popular uh, Characters Like, there's very little actual, real, legit, like, elf porn out there. And I've looked. Philip, have you found any good elf pornography?
2: Uh, I have not. Have you looked? However, I've looked tirelessly. (laughs) However, (laughs) so you had asked me that Mr. Skin question before, and it actually occurred to me afterwards, the conversation had turned, but you brought it back unknowingly. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) No is still my answer to Mr. Skin, but... Incoming search terms for my blog, constantly toward the top, there are variations on people looking for um, the actress who played Kate. I think it's Anne Shadine. I just don't mm-hmm. know if I'm pronouncing that right. Um, but people are looking for her feet. Whoa. So I, I, yeah, I must, I clearly use her name, and I must use the word, you know, feet or foot in various contexts. So they end up at my blog. But people are searching specifically for that. So I think they were probably very disappointed to see we finally get a barefoot shot. And it's out, and Kate's right there. This is what we're looking for, and we're not getting it. She's
1: she's wearing
0: shoes there. Yeah, Yeah, so just on the couch
1: too. Like that's, come on, take your shoes off on the couch. (laughs) See those feet, Anne? She could be making a lot of money off those tootsies.
0: She probably doesn't even know. know.
1: (laughs) You you know what, Philip? I think it would be a like a good service to her if you would maybe contact her and just let her know. That she could, she's leaving money on the table. If she not, really is, yeah. Like sending, taking foot pictures and <laughs> selling them online uh, or like, on I, the dark web.
2: I'm not trying play <laughs> on the dark web because that's some <laughs> intense stuff. Um, I'm not trying to like be rude about this and say like, well, you know, what, what a stupid thing for someone to like. I'm not, I'm not going to judge in that regard. No. Like as far as feet in general, but specifically her, it's very odd to me because I like what. I don't know. I, do, when have you seen her feet? When do you think this is worth looking for? Why is would it, you remember her 30 years later and want to see what they look like?
1: Does she just seem like the kind of person that would have really hot feet? It's a very good question. I don't know.
0: Oh, Actually, she's just wearing socks there. I just
1: Whoa. Tried. Can you see any toe through the sock? Like, <laughs> how tight are the socks?
0: Uh, you can only see, like, split seconds of it. Just teasing, teasing you. Um,
1: little little.
0: yeah
1: tootsies piggies let's go with piggies i i'm seeing a, quite a bit of heel in this one shot it's hard to get um and nobody's Maybe interested should... in lynn's feet
0: oh i think People are interested in Lynn's everything. Because um, I watched an interview with the actress who played mm-hmm. her. Uh, and that happened like uh, a year ago or so. Maybe a couple of years ago.
1: Yeah, I think I know the uh, one you're talking about. It was on some weird internet show, half, right?
0: Yeah, and half half of the people are saying, Oh, wow, she's still as attractive as she was back in the day. So like, um, I guess people were really into Lynn.
1: Did the other half say that she was looking a lot worse, or did they just say nothing?
0: They would say something that would not be uh, addressing her appearance.
1: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So nobody said, whoa, she's really, really gone downhill. Not as hot as she she was when she was uh, an illegal teen.
0: (laughs) Well, old enough to vote now, so, you know.
1: So she's barely legal.
0: (laughs) Hot teen. I don't
1: Um, even. I still think she's 17 until stated otherwise.
0: Doesn't age. Must be the radiation.
1: Yeah. She's got a good sweater in the final scene, too, Lynn. Very. This is a
0: real intense sweater. <laughs> sweater episode. Sweater, sweater heavy. Pa- packed, pack, packed with sweaters. Yeah. All right. I think this is it. There's nothing
1: okay. else. Okay. Yep. So I think we made it to the end, right? Yep. Okay. Um, Philip, do you have any closing thoughts about this episode? Uh, definitely not.
2: But about the, the discussion, your next episode, if I remember correctly, is Alf's special Christmas. Yes. And since we've had a lot of sweater talk, Right now, on on camera, whatever mm-hmm. the audio equivalent of a camera is, no one knows, but whatever that is, um, I would like you to predict Christmas sweaters. What are Ooh. What are we in store for next week?
1: Okay, that's a this is a good game. Yes. So for each character.
2: Uh, you, well, whatever. If you if you just know for a fact what Willie's Christmas sweater will be, go for it. But if you know all four or five, I guess, uh, let's hear it.
1: So. Does Alf wear a Christmas sweater, or is this part of my guess?
2: <laughs> this will have to be part of your guess, okay. and then obviously you, your punishment will be watching the episode.
1: Yeah, Alf is probably going to wear a Christmas sweater, um, and I think his is going to be the most flamboyant, maybe with reindeer on it.
2: So fairly traditional.
1: Mm-hmm. I think uh, Willie will wear a Christmas sweater, but it will be a little bit more conservative something you would expect an actual dad to wear on Christmas. Um, Katya, do you have any predictions about these sweaters?
0: I think Brian should definitely have some dumb text on his or like <laughs> meaningless text
1: like some <laughs> like like a, like some English some like a, <laughs> with some poorly transa- trans- translated uh, uh, text.
0: Yeah, something like uh, maybe like a Christmas tree on it and just says a tree. (laughs) (laughs) Okay,
1: that's a very specific prediction. Very bold.
0: I'm not saying that's what's going to happen. I'm just saying I think there should be some text.
1: I think Kate's Christmas sweater will somehow be fully lavender. Maybe with a little teal. (laughs) A little teal mixed in. Teal and lavender. Um, Lynn, what do you think Lynn will be wearing, Katya?
0: Oh, you can never know. (laughs) She would be wearing some oversized, um, oh man, I cannot predict the color for this one. But I think she will have a sweater.
1: Maybe like some gold. Gold? Like some (laughs) shiny gold. (laughs) A shiny gold, gold sweater sounds beautiful.
0: Maybe, maybe like a gold chain on top of the sweater.
1: <laughs> and a giant like, crucifix. <laughs> it's a reason for the season. Yeah, um, yeah. Let's not forget. I forgot to mention that I think that Kate's uh, teal and, la- and lavender um, Christmas sweater will be off, uh, off the shoulder. Just like one shoulder exposed. <laughs> and she will have a lot of blush.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. Maybe,
1: maybe too much blush.
0: Because as we know now, it's part of his skin. Yeah. So.
1: And like a dark, kind of like a brown <laughs> lipstick, brown lip. That was cool in the 80s, I think. It sounds like it would have been. I think it was. I think I remember a lot of brown lips. I actually remember uh, a dream that I had when I was a very young child about lipstick. And the dream was that my mom had bought some lipstick that was, um, like, green zebra stripes. So it was, like, black and green. And when she, like, put it on her lips, her lips had the stripes, too. It was really cool. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I had this dream. Like, I think that, you know, it's just, like, what's around you at the time. Like, my mother wore lipstick, so it was, like, that's what my brain came up with. Like what I'm trying to tell you guys is that I don't think this is like some kind of symbolism of me like being, having like transvestite tendencies, you know. Okay. Well, agree to years. disagree. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um.
1: So, th- is that a good um, raft of predictions, Philip?
2: Yes, and I, you'll have to watch out for the the episode to see how those pan out. Okay. Good. But yes. Um no spoilers
1: i should probably write them down somewhere because i'm gonna forget um katya you remember these right
0: i i will i can write it down
1: okay maybe if you um have time you could you could draw what you think the sweaters will look like
0: oh maybe yeah or
1: or also render the ones that i've envisioned
0: (laughs) the off the shoulder one yeah of course do you want uh, Kate to wear any shoes or socks in that picture or not?
1: <laughs> I'd, you know, why don't we do, do a barefoot Kate? Just no particular reason. Just I just think that's going to be the look, you know? Because like Christmas morning, maybe it's before she put her socks on. <laughs> you go down. I always do tree. my sweater before my socks. <laughs> socks, sweater first, socks later. That's the, that's the Kate Tanner way. That's the <laughs> Catherine Daphne Halligan Tanner way. Okay. Exactly. All right. Well, I think so. I think this is done, right?
2: Uh, but I don't think Katya got to give her final thoughts. Oh, Katya, please.
1: W- do you have any final thoughts with regard to this episode of Elf? Uh,
0: it was a pretty meaningless episode, but yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to the next one.
1: As well, you should. Always love a As Christmas always. episode out of out of sequence, like at the wrong time of year. Yeah. The only thing worse is a Thanksgiving episode at the wrong time of year, because like, who even gives a shit about a Thanksgiving episode during Thanksgiving? Much less <laughs> at a different time of year.
2: Have, have you gone have to the Thanksgiving? Fun. They do, yeah. So I guess you guys haven't oh, gotten shit. to it yet. That might be season three.
1: Yeah, I don't think we. I don't think we've seen a, uh, a Thanksgiving. It's a two-parter, so <sighs> Jesus Christ. like the oh, yeah. never-ending Thanksgiving. <laughs> Season three, episode seven, eight: Turkey in the Straw, part one and That's two. That's the one. Those Looks are the like two. Looks like there's a another two-parter for episodes four and five. Tonight, Which one tonight. is that? Tonight, oh tonight. God,
2: that one's awful. Yeah, you're you'll love it.
1: I guess is that named for the uh, Smashing Pumpkins song? Uh,
2: yeah, Billy Corgan makes a cameo. Oh, sweet.
1: I always thought like um Smashing Pumpkins was a good name for the band because Billy Corgan's head kind of looks like a pumpkin.
2: Yeah, it kinda does.
1: A little bit. Okay. Um Deep Thoughts. So we're done, right? Yes. Alright, um well done. Philip, thank you for joining. We thank always you for having appreciate me. your um your 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 deep, deep knowledge of Alf. Yes. And yes. Katya. I'm proud of it. He, um you're always, I always appreciate you too.
0: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you uh, not for muting me during this uh, podcast.
1: Yeah. Um, so uh, catch you guys next time for Alf's special Christmas. Jingle Ciao. jingle.
0: Bye-bye. Bye.
1: Bye. to my son.